It's Friday, June 16th, and this is Pennsylvania Legacies, the podcast series from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council. I'm Josh Rollerson. Peck hosted the 2017 Philadelphia Environmental Partnership Dinner this week in Philly. It was an opportunity to reconnect with colleagues and make new friends, celebrate past achievements, and look ahead to future challenges. And there are plenty of the latter to contend with. Steve Santacero, Chief Deputy to State Attorney General Josh Shapiro, addressed a few of those challenges in his keynote remarks. Here in Pennsylvania, the mandate and our duty to protect the environment is actually enshrined in our Constitution. Every Pennsylvanian has a right to clean air, pure water, and the preservation of our natural resources. Santacero heads up the recently revived Environmental Protection Unit within the AG's office. We'll hear from Pennsylvania's top environmental prosecutor coming up. First, let's check in with another of our dinner speakers, Republican State Representative Kate Harper of Montgomery County. She's among the General Assembly's top leaders on environmental issues, but she took the podium this week to offer words of praise for her friend and neighbor, Carol Collier, who was honored with this year's Curtin Windsor Award. I caught up with Representative Harper after the program. I've known Carol Collier for many years, and I really thought that the Pennsylvania Environmental Council did a very good thing in selecting her for the award. As a legislator, I've had the pleasure of working with her when she was executive director of the Delaware River Basin Commission. And I've known her for many years since the days when both of us were interested in the health of the Wissahickon Creek. Let's talk about the Wissahickon and the uh, TMDL alternative initiative that's going on. Have you had any involvement with that? Yes, I was present at the first meeting. I encouraged the participants and I think it's the way to go. There is a great fear among local governments that uh, the federal government coming down on the state government, coming down on the regional offices, will force a very expensive regulation regarding TMDLs, total maximum daily loads, and uh, make it impossible for them to budget and to comply. So I thought the idea of getting all of the stakeholders together, using science, to come up with a plan was probably the best way to do an environmental regulation of that type. So um, I think it's working. I check back every now and then and uh, they've got a steering committee and they're working on it. Uh, Originally DEP had given them an ambitious timetable which they had to get extended but um, they are working it through. And I, I think what's important for the local governments and the reason it has to be science-based is that there is a tendency, as we saw in the Susquehanna River Basin, to come down hard on municipal sewer plants. And municipal sewer plants spent millions of dollars upgrading, and the Chesapeake Bay has still got a problem. So that didn't solve the problem. So the municipalities are worried that they'll get a budget-busting regulation that won't even solve the problem. By working cooperatively, using science as a guide, hopefully they can come up with a realistic plan for bettering the health of the Wissahickon Creek. Where are the municipalities at lately? Are they coming around? Are they, are they moving in the right direction on, on this? I am told they're moving in the right direction. Everybody's lawyered up, so to speak. People have hired lawyers, but that's not a bad thing. Lawyers are often able to express thoughts more clearly than Uh, regular people can do because they're used to that language. So I think that's really a good idea. And I don't think any of the municipalities resisted trying to help 
the health of the Wissicken Creek, what they're worried about is some budget-busting problem. You've been involved with the Wissahickon for a long time, as you spoke about tonight. Was that sort of your entry point to politics, or was it, did you come at it as a, as a lawmaker first? No, that was the reason I got involved. I used to go to planning commission meetings when um, my area of the world was developing rapidly into suburban sprawl. And I would go to a planning commission meetings and ask if we could save some trails. And then I got a little bolder and started saying, why don't we save some open space? Well, why don't we buy this instead of developing it? And I got elected as a township supervisor and ended up buying a 77-acre parcel right along the Wissickon Creek that represents an important piece environmentally, but it's also an important park for the township. And how have you seen the watershed change over that time? Things getting better? I actually think the Wissahickon is improving. First of all, although it has several municipal sewer plants, they are in better shape than they've ever been. Senator Greenleaf and I helped the Wissahickon Creek by getting the North Wales Borough sewer plant to combine with the Upper Gwynedd sewer plant, making sure the Upper Gwynedd plant was functioning properly. So I also think there's a great sensitivity fostered by the Wissickon Valley Watershed and others uh, to the fact that we, we have to keep the creek healthy. But we've also learned some low cost alternatives, like a shady creek is a healthy creek. So let's plant some more trees. Let's do some stream bank restoration projects. Let's do some things that control erosion and let's all pay attention to stormwater because ultimately it ends up in the creek and if it gets there in the wrong way, it's going to scour the banks and cause a problem. What are some of the other environmental issues that you're focusing on in your district right now? Well, um, other things that we need to do environmentally, I would say um, there isn't much left uh, land left to buy, but I think statewide, because I'm now in the General Assembly, we should continue to preserve land. By the way, some of it's cheaper than it's been in years, and now is the time to buy it before the prices go back up and to save it. We need money for that. So you always have to worry about the budget and what it's going to cost. But I think it's worth doing and worth preserving. So uh, we work on, on saving land and helping our municipal governments save land. And then we work on making sure that, um, that they have the tools they need. For example, stormwater management fees. If you have to retrofit a basin, that's expensive, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So at the state level, as chair of the House Local Government Committee, I've encouraged bills that give the local governments the ability to charge stormwater fees if necessary, as is done very successfully in the city of Philadelphia, to pay for these upgrades and projects. Many municipalities in Montgomery County were developed without stormwater or worse, were developed where uh, you put everything into a, whole, into a pipe and shipped it right into the creek where it really is not a good idea to do it that way. So we've had to do education, but we've also had to, at the state level, enable the local governments to have tools to deal with these problems. And then about the budget, pretty rough again for DEP and DCNR. Where, where are you on that? Well, I didn't vote for the House version of the budget because I didn't like the cuts, but it's a very difficult time to balance it. We spend 40% of our state budget on education, most of that K through 12. Another 40% goes to health and human services. Another 2% goes to corrections. All three of those areas are things that we cannot do without, and they cost more money every year because they're very labor intensive. So DEP and DCNR are getting the short end of the stick, 
Um, in my career as a legislator, I've looked for dedicated funding. I had a, a bill called Make Trash Pay. It charged a fee at landfills to pay for environmental programs. Um, we used it for Growing Greener too, but now almost all that money is going to pay off the Growing Greener Two bonds. So we, we, need, we need to find sources of money and we're not gonna be able to take them from education or health and human services because we always need more money for those things. So it's, it's very difficult. At the same time, the voters don't want higher taxes. They don't want to hear about higher taxes. And um, they're struggling themselves. If the economy would, in, would improve, I believe this, a rising tide lifts all boats and would make it easier. And nobody in Harrisburg expected the recession to last this long. So it's been a challenge because we're required to balance our budget every year by June 30th. And we depend on things that are dependent on a good economy, like sales and income taxes. So we're having a hard time. How's Growing Greener 3 looking? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a good initiative. And I think it would benefit from the governor taking uh, control of it, encouraging bipartisan support, and showing some leadership on that issue. Because I think, in general, Pennsylvanians like the environment. I hope so. <laughs> Representative Harper, thanks again for your time. My pleasure. Kate Harper represents Montgomery County in the State House. By the way, in case you missed it, you can hear our interview with Carol Collier upon receiving the Windsor Award on last week's episodes. That's Pennsylvania Legacies number 42, available at peckpa.org. On to the keynote from this week's dinner in Philadelphia. Peck President David Woodwell has the introduction. We at Peck have not had maybe happily, a lot of interaction with the Attorney General's office. Um, and so, uh, but we were very interested when Attorney General Shapiro uh, announced that he was really reinvigorating the environmental protection section. And with his late April announcement of Steve Santacero as the Chief Deputy for Environmental Protection. Uh, and with that role, he becomes the Commonwealth's top environmental prosecutor in charge of prosecuting polluters across three divisions in the Office of the Attorney General, being criminal, civil, and public protection. Uh, Steve brings strong environmental experience and Harrisburg experience to this role, uh, 10 years of litigation experience on environmental claims, and also four terms as a member of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives, representing the 31st District in Bucks County. Uh, he was also instrumental in convincing then-Governor Rendell uh, to halt the further leasing of state forest land for uh, shale gas development uh, and regularly fought for tighter restrictions of the natural gas industry and also advocated for increasing renewable energy standards and also for the expansion of renewable energy sources. So we're very much looking forward to hearing from Steve tonight about this sort of new push, the new focus from the Attorney General's office. And with, this, with that, I give you Steve Santacero. Good evening. I, uh, I know you were expecting Attorney General Shapiro tonight, and um, I have to extend his apologies uh, that he was not able to make it. Uh, he had a, um, an important duty that he had to attend to as part of his responsibilities as Attorney General, 
And that was not known that it was going to be at the same time as this event when he originally agreed to Peck's uh, generous invitation. So he sends his apologies, and at the same time, his real disappointment that he was unable to be here tonight because, as David just said, he really did want to come in person and explain to you what it is that the Office of the Attorney General will now be focusing on when it comes to environmental protection. But I am nonetheless delighted to uh, have this opportunity uh, to do just that. Um, but before I do, I would be remiss if I did not extend um, my congratulations to Carol uh, on behalf of uh, the Attorney General and our entire office. Uh, we want to congratulate you for this uh, deserved, well-deserved recognition tonight and also thank you for all the work that you've done over the course of your career to further the goal of environmental protection. Thank you very much, Carol. It is probably the understatement of the hour to say that we live in interesting times. We are at a point in our history where our country seems to be riven by political and ideological division. The uh, horrible event that occurred in uh, Northern Virginia this morning is just yet another sad example of that. There are many issues that confront both our commonwealth and our country at large. There are important issues, things like healthcare, education, investment in infrastructure, and of course, national security. These are all critically important issues. But I have to say that I believe firmly that when future generations look back on our, our era, they are going to identify one issue in particular as the one by which they judge us right now. And that is whether we are, in fact, good stewards of the environment, and in particular, whether we do anything with respect to global climate change. When you think about that issue alone and what the implications are if we don't take appropriate action, the scientific community is pretty clear that in the future, we could look at rising sea levels that force large segments, hundreds of millions of people living in coastal areas throughout the world to be dislocated. And a disproportionate number of those in impoverished countries that are ill-equipped to deal with that burden. It's a national security issue, of course, because of what it can potentially do to our geopolitical structure and our relationships with other countries. In fact, it potentially could wreak such havoc that some of the national security challenges we face today would look relatively minor in comparison. It is, in many ways, a moral issue because it really does, at the end of the day, impact not just our existence as human beings on this planet, but all life on this planet. 
and whether we are going to continue as a species to move forward and enjoy more of the prosperity that we are fortunate enough to enjoy here in the United States, but throughout the world. So these are, these are ma major issues. And this focus on environmental protection is one that we need to be focused on on a daily basis. Now here in Pennsylvania, as you know, we are a bit unique in that the mandate and our duty to protect the environment is actually enshrined in our Constitution. Every Pennsylvanian has a right to clean air, pure water, and the preservation of our natural resources. And indeed, that is what motivates the Attorney General and our office to make environmental protection one of our main priorities. And so, as David suggested before, we are really expanding the role of the section that now I have been uh, tapped to lead, and I'm very, very proud and honored to have that uh, opportunity. Historically, this was the environmental crimes section. And indeed, environmental crimes and the prosecution of environmental crimes will continue to be one of our main focuses. In fact, I, I can tell you, um, I get a badge. And uh, I don't know if you think that's cool, but my wife does for some reason. So uh, it's one of, the, one of the perks of the job. But it really is something that we're going to continue to do. And in fact, um, I was sharing uh, in a discussion with David before. I've been driving all over Pennsylvania in the last couple of weeks, largely to go out and meet with our district attorneys, who are doing a terrific job in all 67 counties of Pennsylvania. And I want them to know that we in the Office of the Attorney General are there to help when an environmental matter crosses their desk. And I can tell you that these conversations have been very positive and they are very happy to work with us and to refer cases to the Office of the Attorney General. So the prosecution of environmental crimes will continue to be a major focus for us. But so too will be working on the civil side in enforcement. We want to work with our partners in the other state agencies, the DEP, DCNR, and do what we can to help make sure that the laws of Pennsylvania are in fact being enforced as they pertain to the environment. So I have already begun uh, conversations in that regard. Um, I'd be happy to meet with the secretary as well uh, for DCNR. Um, I have... Um, I've had a couple of meetings with my counterpart in DEP, and we are building what I hope will be a very positive relationship going forward where we'll be working together to achieve that goal. There's one other aspect of our mission, however, that we are now actively involved in, and that is uh, the growing effort on the part of a number of different states 
to come together and work in concert on national issues of common interest. So a number of attorneys general from around the United States uh, convene regular conference calls and talk about what is happening on the national level and what, if anything, we can do about it. So for example, you may have seen in the news last week, the attorney general signed on to a letter uh, with New York, California, and a number of other states um, advising Administrator Pruitt of the EPA that should the agency decide to try to roll back uh, light truck and car emission standards that were approved uh, previously, that we would be involved and we would take action in court. Thank you. The, um, the issue of methane gas emissions, we were just uh, mentioning a moment ago. Uh, we are now having discussions about that, both with respect to new sources. You may have seen that EPA has imposed a 90-day stay of the new source um, standards. Um, and we heard yesterday they now are intending to make that a two-year stay. Um, at the same time, there is a concern, and we believe, many of us believe, an obligation on the, on the part of the EPA um, to finally do something about um, existing sources as well. So that's something else that we're going to be involved in. There are a host of issues, and in fact, I was joking with one of my um, colleagues in the office just the other day. Uh, it seems like every other day there's something else coming out of Washington that requires our attention. But that, too, is what the Attorney General views as our responsibility, to make sure we are working again with our uh, colleagues uh, throughout the state government and across the United States to make sure that the environment is indeed being protected. Beyond the work of either litigation or prosecution, the other thing that we'd really like to do is hear from you and from people throughout Pennsylvania. Toward that end, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we convened our first roundtable with uh, different uh, environmental NGOs. Uh, we did that in uh, Pittsburgh. And it was a very successful event, and it provided us with a good deal of important feedback. And we're going to be doing the same here in, in Philadelphia, ho hopefully sometime this summer, and elsewhere uh, in other regions of the state later in the year as well. But that reaching out and listening is also part of what we'd like to do, especially early on, to get input on some of the issues uh, that are facing us. As I said at the outset, future generations will indeed judge us based on the actions that we take now, or the actions that we fail to take now. We have an obligation. We are on the stage for a short period of time when you consider the history of this planet. And we have an obligation to hand off the baton to the next generation in a way that ensures a bright future for them and future generations. We have had our challenges 
as a country and as a global community. There's no question about that. But the, the Attorney General believes, and all of us in the office share the belief, that if we work together, regardless of ideology, regardless of partisan background, we can solve these problems. We have a moral obligation to do just that. And so, I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak to you tonight, and I want you to know our door is open, and we are going to be working very hard to make sure that Article 1, Section 27 of the Pennsylvania Constitution is in fact upheld. Thank you. Now, I understand there is a question and answer uh, part of uh, the event tonight. Is that, is that right? Okay. Phil, yes. I'm going to translate Phil. Uh, <laughs> where, does, where does Pennsylvania stand with the states that have decided to stay with the tenets of the Paris Accord, correct? we are in support of that effort. And again, these other, thank you. And it's obviously it's important to make that statement, but it is perhaps even more important to make sure that we are making sure that the policies that ultimately support those goals are being kept in place. That's why issues like the uh, auto and light truck emissions are so important. That's why issues uh, like the uh, methane uh, releases are so important. So we are focused on trying to do everything we can to actually uphold the policies that, uh, at the end of the day, uh, will help us achieve the goals of the Paris Accord. Other questions? There are a number of... Uh major rulemaking pieces of litigation involving the mercury and air toxics rule, the, the, um, the uh, clean power plan, and another, a number of other major important rules that are important both for traditional health reasons and, and climate change that right. um, Pennsylvania sat out of under the prior administration. Um, are you re, are you in, and right now the Trump administration has simply uh, delayed litigation while they're reconsidering everything. Right. Will Pennsylvania join in the efforts of the other states to, to thwart some of those efforts? Yeah. We, we, are, we are in the process of doing that on a number of different fronts. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you all very much. Thanks. Steve Santacero is Chief Deputy for Environmental Protection in the State Attorney General's Office. He was the keynote speaker this week at the 47th Annual Philadelphia Environmental Partnership Dinner. You can find photos of the big night on our website. It's at peckpa.org, P-E-C-P-A.org. You can find past episodes of Pennsylvania Legacies and lots more on all of our work across the Commonwealth. Get in touch by email by sending a note to legacies at peckpa.org. We are on Twitter at peckpa and on Facebook as well. Say hello there. Or just to check out the website again, peckpa.org. New episodes post every Friday, so we'll see you again next week. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>